stop calling yourself a sinner. But that's what we are, right? We are sinners who needed a savior, and God sent one in the form of his son, Jesus, who lived, died, and rose again for our salvation. But as Christians, should we only be identifying as sinners, or should we live our lives under a slightly different and much better title and description? In this episode, Stop Calling Yourself a Sinner, Are Christians Wretched, Righteous, or Both? We make a case for why our brokenness shouldn't be all that defines us, and how what he did changes who we are and how we should carry ourselves in the world. Welcome to the Religion Podcast with Adam and Blake where a couple of broken dudes ask a bunch of questions about the answer and the life that comes with living for it. Religion Podcast, Episode 6. I'm Blake. Madam. And we are remote. Yeah. <laughs> Not remote as in like we're on a remote island somewhere. We are remote as in we are we are yeah. zooming. So trying to trying trying to get, get this going even when we can't get together so you all can uh, hear us yap on about jesus for no matter what the circumstances <laughs> exactly um so just want to remind people about uh our social media once again we have a religion podcast on facebook we have a facebook group there uh we have uh religion real talks on youtube and we also have a religion podcast instagram page and if you want to reach out to us via email do that at by emailing religionpod at gmail.com once again that is r-e-a-l-i-g-i-o-n at gmail.com and i have a website in the works yeah like a we're, we're getting we're getting legit ish we're getting there i've never <laughs> made a website before until now so yeah uh, so we're all we're all learning something apparently uh, i've been somehow handed the tech guy you took them you just went Banner ahead and you were sort. just like, yeah. I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know none anything of us, about tech. You, neither one of us are tech savvy. You're lucky no. that you are hearing anything at all based on our technical knowledge. But somehow Adam just decided, I know nothing about this. I'm going to try to learn gonna figure everything it about it. Exactly. And and we're all learning something about it. And Blake's so. the social media guy. So we all have I, a role. I, I guess. Editor. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm the person who's going to drop random pop culture references in your. And neither one of us are organized, apparently. But you've had to become that guy, the well, you know, person who takes all the thoughts and puts them in a, in an orderly fashion. So yeah, it's challenging us both, maybe making yes, and it person. and it's and and we're doing it and we're doing it for the best of causes. Apparently, he's know. still working on us in a lot of different ways, right? <laughs> no kidding. Uh, speaking of working on us in a lot of different ways, before we get into this next episode. Our previous episode, we did an episode called, uh, the title was Big Little Sins, and we talked about 10 sins that in 2021, we feel like a lot of people are doing, and a lot of people are figuring out ways to justify why they're doing them or kind of writing them off as sort of minor offenses. And this was definitely convicting for me. There were some things whenever I came, and the funny thing is, it was convicting to other people too, because I remember... (laughs) My wife was listening to it. She's like, yeah, I've been listening to this, the new podcast episode. This and, garbage that you made. <laughs> and then this, yeah, this podcast that you're working on. And then I listened to it. And then every time that you said something, she said, crap, I do that. Yeah. And now you said something else and she said, crap, I do that too. So it's like, it's, it's stuff that, that you don't in, think. Man, I wish that wasn't in your podcast. Yeah, exactly. Man, I wish that wasn't in a podcast. My, a couple of my things I'll tell you, uh, I've tried to not be, to not just immediately glance at myself in reflective services to make sure that like my hair looks okay. Yeah, I I, I active. That, so but the sad part little, is, a little vanity there. The sad part is, is that I actively have to like tell myself, don't look at that. Keep looking straight. Like I I literally have to tell myself like don't look at yourself. So <laughs> I'm trying. I just want to know, especially in this weather, I would like to think it gets that easier. If, yeah. I would like to think in this weather that you haven't completely gone Mad Max road road warrior and ran anybody off the road. No, no, I've uh, I've tried to uh, to think about that more. So, did you have any? You did you have any incidents where you? Yes, had I've had of, any uh, 
anything that literally check yourself that before you wreck yourself. Stop. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you this next episode, which has a title that sounds like something I would have come up with, but this is actually what Adam came up with. Stop calling yourself a sinner. Yeah. Which is are Christians wretched, righteous or both? what our identity is as Christians and how, or what our identity should be as Christians. You know, there's this one line that I've heard variations of and probably been misquoted by somebody on uh, social media or something like that was every, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. I actually think that that was a rap lyric at some point too. So it's a very popular thing that some people have said. We can be, you know, which one of these things should we emphasize? And yeah. that, this is a, and this is something that you real that really kind of spoke to your heart in a lot of ways. And was yeah, this one was kind of interesting. My, a full episode. Yeah, something that I I wanted to touch on because I think that it's something that maybe culturally I see misrepresented a lot, um, mm-hmm. or maybe not that it's just a bad thing. And I think neither side of this is bad. That this isn't a debate. This one isn't one of those like left right. You know, it, but it it does show that there's a lot of different views on how people view themselves as mm. you know a christian or maybe even as non-christians how they view people who are christians um or you know how we present ourselves to others and then does that impact our witness uh to them does it make jesus more uh, in this lifestyle more attractive or does it make it seem a lot less attainable um, yeah and so for me that was the big thing was like are we presenting ourselves in a way that encourages people. There are sort of positive and negative aspects to solely occupying either lane. As far as like, you know, if you just think of your, if you just think of yourself as a saint and righteous and holy, then Mm -hmm. sure that's got some good with it, but also Mm -hmm. depending on how you go about it. sort of like, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Yeah. Maybe some things you haven't thought about. I think that's the purpose of this cast is like, it should challenge people in all aspects to at least look at the other side of that and say, okay, well, maybe I can relate to that too. Or maybe I never thought about how that comes across, mm-hmm. but you now Adam and Blake have so graciously pointed it out. Yes. So we're actually, we're going to keep, we're going to keep pointing that out in a few segments. One, one for how we sometimes identify as sinners, one for how some of us may identify as saints. And based on all of that, what we should identify and what can we take from sort of both camps and sort of become the best representation uh, for others if we want to get them to come to know Jesus along with us. So we're going to take a look at that right after the break. All right. So um, give a little shout out to somebody. There's uh, some pastors, preachers, speakers that I listen to quite a bit. And uh, one of those is Mark Driscoll. Uh, he's kind of a fairly well-known pastor. Uh, he's at a church in Arizona now. And, and you know, um, the way that so, sometimes the way that people present things or the way that people explain things just sort of uh, make sense, resonate, I guess. And so uh, for sure, some of the things that he said on this, he actually preached a sermon on this, and that was partially where the, uh, the idea for this podcast came from. Uh, you know, I was listening to a a sermon of his called saints and sinners. And he says that the Bible mentions sinners over 300 times, but only possibly two or three of those does it refer to a Christian as a sinner. And even those are debatable. I think both of those numbers are interesting. Yes. Because the the fact that the Bible mentions sinners a lot is not especially, uh, you know, considering how long the Bible is the fact that, I feel like 300 is almost low. <laughs> yeah. But then out uh, of 300, you know, th- the phrase that we, I think, have adopted uh, recently is, you know, we're just a bunch of sinners and we're just a bunch of, you know, even in our title, you know, our title, you know, even and goes into that, you know, so it's like, uh, are we embracing that too much? I guess that was my question for myself when he said that was like, if it's only mentioned two to three times in reference to someone who is a Christian. Yeah is that really what we should be digging in it, you know, with and and calling ourselves, I guess. Yeah. So, so uh, considering the fact that we are talking about being sinners, I mean, we should just tell, we should just talk about what sin actually is. Cause there may be some people out there who are thinking like, 
well, my sins are just one thing, but then there are a lot more layers to it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think some people think like sin is like, well, it's only the really, really, really bad things. But if that's what you think, go back and listen to our last episode, Big Little mm-hmm. Sins, because, you know, the the definition of a sin is, uh, well, I mean, you know, any, there could be multiple definitions, but one that I found was it's any thought, word, or action that is contrary to the character or law of God. That that encompasses a lot. <laughs> that, that pretty much covers, yeah, all of it. That, insu- that ensures you that you will not get through the day with like a thousand percent batting average. Exactly. Being so then if that's the case, like, is it even possible that anyone, you know, and I don't speak for everyone. And sometimes, you know, preachers do this and they'll say, well, you know, if, if you went the day without sinning and if you say no, then you just sin because you're lying. You know, I don't know. You know, there are, I know some really amazing people, you know, some really mm-hmm. humble, godly, uh, you know, men and women that have devoted their life to this. And so I know some people that I grew up around um, that are saintly, godly men and women of God that probably don't do what I would say is a sin actively throughout yeah. the course of their day. I don't know. I, if I speak for myself, yeah, there's a lot of things that I do that I know would be classified as as a sin. Yeah. Um, so but, before you go, before you go on, there is uh, one thing that stuck out to me. I remember was whenever I was in a church, uh, this student, this Christian student organization called the Navigators, where I went to college. They had a guest speaker come in, and then he drew a big triangle on a whiteboard, and then he just shaded the very tip top of the triangle, and he said, "You see this." This is the sin you know you're doing. Mm. All this stuff down here is stuff you're doing that you don't even realize you're doing because it's so, there's like so much of it that happens. Watch what happens when they, you know, stub their toe going to the bathroom or well, and, <laughs> when you don't see them. Like we have discussed in our James studies and in some previous episodes, there might be things that are sinful that, that, that seem like a sin to me. But mm-hmm. they say, well, to me, that doesn't, I'm not, I haven't been convicted of that, at least not yet. You know, yeah. Talk about that in the drinking episode and, you know, things like that mm-hmm. where, you know, it, to me, that may be a sin. And, you know, there may be some shades of it that you could argue maybe aren't. But if yeah. I were to break that conviction, I believe that would cause a, you know, a, a little bit of an issue in the relationship between me and God. You know, maybe if I give up too early, you know, my, Am I doing something God doesn't want me to do? I want every yeah. part of my life to be in, in line with him. And I'm like, gosh, man, you know, if that's where we're drawing the line, then God, like Satan fights everyone yeah. on, on any front. And so, and even, and even we she's think, a oh, that's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we think, oh, that's not a big deal. But to her, it was like, it was a huge deal. And, yeah. you know, and so, it, you know, it, we don't know, we don't know what somebody else is dealing with inside and that's where the thoughts kick in. So are that have no hope that are sinful by nature and mm-hmm. do sin, have sinned and will continue to sin. And only the saving grace of Jesus is our only hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so we lean on that grace so heavy that it's like, you know, thank goodness for Jesus because yeah, you know, without him, you know, we're just wretched and we're still really wretched. So we just lean on him and, and like, not that is completely true. Mm-hmm. Like we are lost without him. But I wonder if maybe we lean on that so much that we forget wh- what he called us after he came. So we did a little yeah. investigating on that, and I'll read this first verse. Um, so there is one verse, and I wonder if this is one of the verses that, that Driscoll refers to. He never really said in his sermon what the verses were. But mm-hmm. um, one of the verses I've heard a lot is First Timothy 1, 15. Uh, it says, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of who I am foremost. And this is Paul speaking to Timothy and he calls himself, you know, the chief of sinners. Yeah. You know, like if and there's a reward for sinning, I win it. <laughs> and even though there's probably a lot of people who would look at Paul and be like, what, you're, you're, you're the one. Yeah. <laughs> like there's people way worse out there yeah. than you. <laughs> I wonder if Paul sometimes looks back on what he did before he was saved and still just sort of carries that burden of like, man, I can't believe what kind of guy I was, you know, like, even yeah. though he knows he's new, like, sometimes I wonder if that's where he goes on these. And he's like, gosh, I'm, I'm just a horrible person. 
Um, yeah. Romans and then seven, I'll, I'll read, and there's this other verse oh. of scripture at Romans uh, chapter seven, verse 24, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Yeah. So wretched. And as far as being a sinner, the foremost, but Jesus came and because Jesus came, you know, the, the problem is, is that we see ourselves as sinners and we don't see what Jesus made us with what he did. And so kind of like, you know, we talk about, I guess, the positive view of calling yourself or like knowing that you're a sinner and sort of identifying as a sinner is just if there is just like, if you know you're broken, then you know you need fixed. Yeah, exactly. I get, you know, they say in any kind of rehabilitation, the first step to getting over a problem is acknowledging that you have one. So if you're calling yourself a sinner, then you're making progress towards realizing you need a savior yeah like Uh, we said go back and listen to the beginning of our podcast like we call ourselves a bunch of broken dudes yeah a couple of broken dudes ask a bunch of questions and it's like we almost had the cover we had the conversation like should we change that i don't know like maybe after this this podcast episode come up with a conclusion to be continued but so the negative of that so you walk around thinking you're totally broken and you just constantly think that you're a sinner that just happens to be it's like center you think center in all caps but then in like parentheses it's like saved by grace you don't emphasize the saved by grace part enough you just yes. think to jesus is the standard the standard that you'll never reach yeah. in any day in your life on your best day you're miles away from it and so you're just like yeah I'm just never going to get there i'm just a sinner so it's like you see yourself it's, as easily, totally broken. it's easy to get a little overwhelmed by yeah. the perfection that jesus lived and the um, the failed attempt that we have of living this life. I understand why maybe people, you know, adhere to that view a lot uh, because we do need Jesus mm-hmm. without, without God's grace, yeah. sending his son. And he didn't have to do that. Yeah. We were lost. We were, you know, doomed and mm-hmm. he sent a savior. And I think, man, how, you know, how awesome is that? And I accept that, but from that, does he call me, does he still call me a sinner? I don't know. So we're going to, we're getting into this. We're going to dig into this. Um, yeah. So. My problems with this are, you know, if we constantly see ourselves as a sinner, I think we're more likely to accept the occasional sin in our lives because, you know, it's easy for me to look at you and say, oh, you messed up today. Well, I messed up yesterday. So, you know, we're sinners. Mm-hmm. We're all sinners. It's what we do. Nobody's perfect. And we yeah. almost give each other a pass and we just say, well, thank goodness for Jesus. We just sort of cast it aside. Like, uh, you know, we all sin. We're all just, just broken instead of saying, man, you can do better than that. Like instead of me holding you to a higher standard, so you'll hold me to a higher one. We can sort of lean on that center label and say, well, you know, we, you know, nobody's perfect and yeah. try better next time. You know? Yeah. I feel when you, when you call, when you're constantly calling yourself a sinner, it's almost like, you're setting the bar almost an inch above the ground just so you yeah. can clear it every day. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm a sinner. So, you know, another day, another day, but, but thank goodness that Jesus came for me. Yeah. And then you go, and then, you know, you don't try to raise the bar any higher. So you have to try harder to get over it. You just kind of sit there and it's like, well, at least I cleared that bar by accepting Jesus into my life. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe you should, maybe you should do more than that. And sometimes grace is hard to give and grace is hard to receive. And so if you can live under this, like, thank goodness for Jesus, thank goodness for his grace, man, he covers all of this, this rotten ugliness. Then if I can come to terms with that grace, then it's easy for me to extend that grace to you and be like, yeah, he can forgive you too. So I think that that part of it is, is very useful. So we're actually going to get into a little bit more of this label that hardly any of us give ourselves, probably less often than not. I'd say that uh, calling ourselves sinners is probably the more popular of the of the two, but what about saints? I uh, mean, the, is yeah. that what is that what we are? That's the other. That's the other half of the scenario. That's the other half. So we're going to get into that right after the break. So what about being a saint? We become whenever we accept Jesus into our heart and choose Him and choose to follow Him as our Lord and Savior. Like we become holy chosen set aside we become righteous we become saints which is 
not something that I would ever think to call myself. Sinner, yes. Saint, yeah. no. Seems, uh, seems like we're giving ourselves a lot of leeway there, don't it? Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of like if you went through a checklist here, it's like, are we totally lost without Jesus? Well, yes. Without Jesus, are we sinners? Yes. Did Jesus come and die for sinners? Yes. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Then you're a saint. Then you're a saint. Really? I mean, you know, to me, like calling myself a saint seems like I have a hundred dollars in the bank (laughs) and I'm just calling myself a millionaire. Like, yeah, jumping to the end of the line. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I I feel like it's a title I don't deserve and doesn't accurately describe me. And the funny thing is, is we talked earlier about how the Bible mentions sinner 300 times mentions call it calls us saints holy and righteous 200 times which is a large number really i mean especially considering that you know we keep on all we talk about is how we're sinners in need of a savior and then we don't like tack on to the end of that and when we get him we're a saint yeah we just never we never do that at all we like to keep the old the old label yes and you know and i think that walking around with the attitude that you are a saint is i think that i think that can be a tricky line to walk or tricky tightrope to walk Mm -hmm. because i guess like i said it's once again not what you do but how you do it so there's a like there's a possibility that how you how you're walking and moving in the world with your sainthood that you have (laughs) from being from being one of uh from being someone who follows Jesus that can, depending on how you portray that, that could actually possibly be a negative. And also depending on who you interact with, I guess it could be a negative. So, you know, as far as it being a negative thing, like what do you think the problems with that could be? Maybe we see evidence of the negativity of it um, in how other Christians sometimes present themselves almost in a way that, like if you know someone very well and then they're constantly boasting or acting like, you know, they've achieved some level of holiness and, you know, it's easy for us to go, man, I know, like, I know that I know your flaws, you know, my flaws, like quit pretending you're somebody that you're not. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. I wonder if uh, that's the way that, that we can come across to people who are lost without getting in giving them the opportunity to understand why we can call ourselves that uh you know we need to lead in with jesus you know when when paul refers to himself as wretched or when he then goes on and says you know we're holy and and you know set aside it's always because of jesus yeah and so if if we leave that part out then it just looks like we're arrogant and condescending and uh, and i think that's where christians gonna get a bad name is yeah because we present ourselves apart from Christ almost um, okay as something holy Does that yeah. makes sense like, yeah it gets into an arrogance and it gets into like you know the parts of scripture where you know they talk about the Pharisees and it's like you know don't pray like the Pharisees they love to hear themselves talk and they get out on the street corners and they just pray these lengthy awesome prayers and they wear these big fancy robes and you know, people would have probably looked at them and said, I'll never get to that level. And yeah, honestly, I don't know that I'd want to because I kind of look crazy. And, you know, they're up there saying these fancy things and they're thinking, look at me, I have made it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that the one hand, the one group was talking to the other group very much. Yeah. I don't think well, they were lead, the, leading many people to God through that. When you become a Christian, you're supposed to be different than what's out there in the world or what and everything like that so people should people should look at you and see something different than what they normally see Mm -hmm. but it should be a good different it should not necessarily be a the people who walk around acting like they're holier than thou i guess would be the one where you're walking around and you you know you act like so holy that you're almost like above wrongdoing above i can't you know, I I've always heard do... a phrase that says you're too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. Like I've heard that oh. my whole life um, that, you know, people will accuse Christians of that and be like, you know, you're so focused on 
the things out of this world that you can't even, you know, function in this world. And I think there's a tight line, like, you know, we are a peculiar people. We are a different, changed, set aside people, but we still live in a broken, fallen world. If it was only to focus on the holiness and, and the destination, mm-hmm. I don't know that Jesus would have ever came, but Jesus yeah. came and he lived among us. Yeah. And, and, and he, he was broken himself to be like us. And mm-hmm. so, I, you know, we, we have to balance that line, but yeah. you know, he lived in that fallen world, but he was still different. Yes. And he maintained his integrity, I guess. Yeah. And it's, it's the same way that some people use the holier than thou line as sort of a cut against some people who maybe be a little too braggadocious in their sainthood and their holiness and how they're walking around and moving in the world. There's some people who, another one that some people will say is if somebody has kind of gotten a big head about themselves or something, it's like, well, they forgot where they came from. Some of these people may have such an idea of their sort of sainthood or holiness in their head that they forget that they weren't always that way no and even even when you decided to follow jesus and you were saved that didn't change the fact that you're you're not a perfected work still a work in progress yeah <laughs> yeah and i think the people who are lost or people who maybe uh, have been around church or and maybe been around us or you know our lot throughout our lives that have seen us at our good and our bad. And then when we start to present ourselves in a way that says, okay, I'm trying to do more for God. I'm trying to live from my salvation, work from my salvation so that others can, you know, it, some people like to point up, point out and say, Oh, wait a minute. I know that you're not perfect. I know that yeah. you're not holy. I know you, I know your mm-hmm. flaws. And sometimes I think that, that can intimidate any of us to go, mm-hmm. man, I don't know if I want to put myself out there because, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect and people know that. Yeah. And then are they going to come at me now because you're trying to take a step, you know, in the yeah. right direction, I guess. So that's yeah. something that I kind of fight with, with this podcast, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're putting yourself out there and I hope that we don't come across as like, we've stepped onto a next level. Like, no, not at all. (laughs) No. If you decide to start focusing more on the idea that you're a saint versus a sinner, there's, there's going to be some positives that come of that, that can come of that. Like I said, it's a, it's a tight, tight line to walk sometimes, but it's just the idea that if you, if you walk around acting like you've got in your head more wins than losses, then you're going to carry yourself a little differently, Mm -hmm. you know? And, the fact that you have Jesus is a big win. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the fact that the fact that Jesus, the biggest win, who are we talk, who are we kidding? Yeah. So if you walk around with that, then you may lose some battles, but you've won the war. So, <clears throat> exactly. so no, so if you go through and, you know, you have a day where you, you know, you didn't bat a, th- it's like, you not only didn't bat a thousand, you, you didn't struck even, out all day long. struck out. <laughs> so you can still be like, you know, I've, I've got Jesus. Yeah. To give this me another was, at bat. This day was bad. Thank God that he sent Jesus. Yes. Tomorrow I may do well. Thank yeah. God that he sent Jesus because yeah, exactly. both of those aren't enough on their own, yeah. but the days that you do well, you feel like, okay, at least I did something with the gift that he gave me. Yeah. Because so, if not, like it feels kind of, I don't know. It, it feels kind of cheap to take that grace and then just say, man, that's great. I, I don't have to worry about hell anymore. One less thing. You know, <laughs> One then, less thing. Kind of like Forrest Gump. And, yeah. and then you just go about your life like nothing ever happened. Like that's not what this is. This is supposed to change us. And yeah. it doesn't do it all overnight. But the day that I got saved, you couldn't have convinced me that moment that I was a sinner because I knew that something changed. Hmm. And so if you go back to the moment you met Jesus, yeah, that or the moment that like when you had that moment, mm-hmm. and if you would have stepped up from that, dried your eyes and said, Okay, I'm a sinner. Yeah. No, no, not a yeah. chance. 
but we get yeah. beat down by the world every day just a little bit it's like oh maybe i am maybe i am yeah i know yeah let's not get ahead of myself yeah it's almost so, like it's almost like you know the the version of of living your life like a saint should look like the hours after you got saved every yes. day yes like some if you could if you could somehow like put that in a bottle and just like spray yeah. it on you every day you walk out the door mm -hmm. and it gives you that feeling when you go about your day and even and even if you do something that like you know because we're we're a type of people who tend to focus on the negative so much yeah. it's just our nature and we could go through if, if if let's say that you posted something on social media about how you know you accomplished something or or whatever and some people would you would see like a hundred congratulations and then one person being like oh, that's about time yeah. you would only focus on the it's about or, time. yeah oh, i know all the bad you know all the yeah the bad things you did about time you did something good yeah exactly so and we'll so focus on that one and be like oh man maybe they're right or i will <laughs> yeah. No, yeah exactly right i'm who am i who was that who was i to post that you know sort of not solely occupying one lane or the other yeah but trying to pick aspects of both and then sort of create a different lane to where you're never too far away from either one in some in some aspects like i said maybe maybe by the time this podcast is over we're going to be calling ourselves saints i don't know i think yeah. in our next that segment, should we're be the direction we should be going basically if we were to sum this up really quick, you know, the view of we are holy, we are saints, we are righteous. There's some positives to it, as as we've said. So if I'm if I'm putting a bullet point on these, one thing that it does, it calls us to action, and it demands that we always walk in a way that's pleasing to God. Um, mm -hmm. it, it expects more of us. Uh, the view shows that even the lowly, even the lowest, can be lifted up to a point to where they have a different sense of identity. Uh, you know, someone that may feel like they're worthless now feels like they're worth something because yeah. if, if God calls you saint, what else do you need? Right. Uh, yeah. Really. And it also gives us this sense of accountability that says when you seek God for forgiveness, he's going to hear you like, but he does expect us to act in a certain way. And I don't think we just approach God and say, you know, I, I sinned again. I just kept sinning all the time. You know, I hope you're happy yeah. with me. Like at some point in time, we should, you know, we should be able to come to him with some fruit and yeah. not so many weeds, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's kind of like, have you ever, have you ever just put on like a different uniform than what you're used to? Like there's certain, like if you put on something nice. like, yeah, yeah. Put a suit it's like, on. if you, if it, it, like, I'm not somebody who necessarily gets dressed up all that often, but uh, Dude, almost every year we messaged last this... night at 10 o'clock and you were in a sweater vest and a collared shirt like okay whatever but so let, <laughs> let me as far as like tuxedo dress down and my dress down are very different but as far but if you were going to like a formal occasion where you had to wear a tux yes when you put on the tux or when you put or if you're uh if you're a woman and you put on like the the formal dress or the gown or whatever and then you have your you know, your nice your makeup and your hair done and everything out. You carry yourself different. Yeah. Like you, you feel different. That's true. That's a good point. You feel different whenever you're wearing something that you don't, that you don't normally wear. You know, we yeah, walk around. And we're, we're, those center clothes are broken in mm -hmm. the center. The center clothes have holes in them. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> mean got, Jesus comes to us and, and expects us to have a tux on when he finds us. No, but. And it doesn't mean that he expects us to wear that tux all the time. No. But when we approach the throne of God, wouldn't it be nice to fix your hair a little bit? Like, <laughs> you know, be be uh, be able to stand and say, "Okay, I know this isn't much, but it's the best I got." Yeah. You know. And, and the I idea did, that I did this for you, God. You know, out of your, you know, your holiness, uh, this is the best I can give you. And if and if and if accepting Jesus into your heart like genuinely makes you a new creation. It wouldn't help to start acting like you're a new creation. Yeah, wouldn't hurt for sure. So, the downsides, um, maybe things that people need to work on, things that could challenge each one of us in how we present this. If we're not careful, it shows the world only the outside, only the mm -hmm. face, not the inside and the work that went into it and constantly does. It, this belief is that, you know, we shouldn't even talk about sin 
because it, you know, it frowns on ideas like even this podcast where we toss, toss around the idea that we still have a lot of learning and growing to do. You know, I've had, had people tell me this through this, you know, oh, I don't know, you know, you probably shouldn't focus on the things we do wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that isn't to boast in these things, but to pretend like these things don't exist when it seems like immorality and, and worldliness is running rampant, even in our churches, somebody yeah. needs to talk about this. And mm-hmm. to walk around and pretend like it doesn't happen doesn't change the fact that it is. What good does walking around in our pearls do if, you know, we're just, you know, pretending like we're someone that we're not and trying to look down on everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that vein, I think it it can make people who are lost and broken feel like they're out of place. Yeah, uh, You know, you've you've been into a place where you're like, man, I just don't belong here. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully it's not church now, but I'm sure that yeah, really. you know, when you first started going, you may have thought, I don't know, you know, there's some of these places that don't feel right. But, you know, even if you go to a fancy restaurant, uh, you know, my wife's going to take, take me out for my birthday this weekend to a fancy restaurant, or I don't know if it's fancy, but a, an expensive mm-hmm. restaurant. I've never yeah. been to it. And, you know, there's a part of me that's going to be like, what's everybody going to be wearing? Cause you know, I don't want to be the only guy here that's, you know, that's underdressed or whatever. Uh, yeah. So sometimes I think we can put that, that out there. And then when someone just comes in and their rags, they don't look like there's a place for them. And so mm. we don't want that. You know, we can look holy, we can look like saints, yeah. but we need to look like saints that can reach down and say, Hey, I was where you are. Uh, yeah. Come on. Let me show you how, how Jesus changed me. Let's get you cleaned up. Right. <laughs> um, it, it constantly impacts your relationship with God too. And this is something that I've fought with because you're constantly fighting this perfection that you think that you should have. And it's this holiness that you'll never obtain here. Yeah. But somehow you feel like because you're a saint, you should have. And so you, you hide and you, um, I guess, push a lot of things under the surface and we pretend like we don't struggle with all these things that we do. And we mm-hmm. put on a thicker skin and we put on a, a better outfit and we put more makeup on it. We fight this perfection inside and go, man, how come I'm not, I'm not the person that I present myself to be. And now I've kind of locked myself into this to where if I really came out now and said that I'm not what y'all think I am, you know, everybody's going to freak out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think I, I've struggled with that sometimes to where it's, yeah. it's almost hard to be real because everybody mm-hmm. expects you to be a certain way. The people that whenever I started coming back to church, the people that I gravitated towards were the people that I felt like I could talk to, but I could visibly see that they had something going on that I didn't. They were somebody who I thought I could be open and honest with about maybe my struggles, Mm -hmm. but I would also look to them not only knowing that they would listen and they would possibly know if they don't know where I'm coming from they would at least hear me out but also they lived in a way to where I was like I don't want to be like this I want to be it's like obviously you're in church and you're trying to get build a relationship with Jesus you want to be more like Jesus but in the meantime sometimes Jesus seems like a really far stretch at that point. yeah so but but like that that person is a few the way that they live their life at least the way that I'm seeing it and from talking to them is a few rungs up the ladder from where I'm at. And I'd like to get point. there. Yeah. So it's like, if you can figure out a you don't way, walk in and say, I'm going to be Billy Graham today, you know, <laughs> no, but you walk no. in and say, I could maybe be like that guy. You know? Yeah, exactly. So if there's, if there's some way, it looks that like where, a cleaned up version of me, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's, it's like, I want to be, that could be me in a few years if I keep this up. So it's just the idea that, and there's been people whenever I first started coming back to church, there were people that I looked at like that. And I was just like, I'm not where I want to be, but one day, hopefully I'll be that. And you could probably, and I could probably look back on my life right now and be like, I'm probably close to where that person is now in my walk. But you also need to remember that people are now watching you. Yeah. That to freak you out. Yeah. I'm ready to go now. Bye. Uh, Anyway, we're going to get into, we're going to get into what we should actually call ourselves. Yeah. You know, as far as, as as far as what our new title should be after this break. So the question is, do Christians sin? Can a Christian sin? What do you think? 
it, it, the answer is yes. No, it's you, it's in our it's like we are a new creation, but we also have this nature, and we're never going to be the full saint that we need to be until until (laughs) our time here is done but in the meantime you know your sin yes christians do sin i think that's well and i think you may not realize this but this is a a a big point to a lot of people and we don't want to you know take things that we would say oh you know these are not essential and everybody should just agree with us like this is just our best understanding on this but like the church i grew up in as a kid Um, you know, I've heard it preached many times that, you know, we are saints, we are saints of God, we are chosen, we're set apart. And, you know, if you sin, you better get that taken care of because Christians don't sin, saints don't sin. Um, you know, this was before my dad was a preacher, but I remember like our old pastor saying this, like, if you sin, you're a sinner, sinners sin, like that's what they do. And Hmm. if you're sinning, you're a sinner, you need to get that taken care of. And so it was this constant, like back and forth of, you know, get in the boat. Oh, you jumped out of the boat, get back in the boat. And so yeah, that's a whole other topic for another day. But that's, you know, that is a very big point for some people. And like I said, I didn't even know that if you realized yeah. that it was, but we don't want to offend anybody at all. Yeah. The thing from that Driscoll sermon that he said that I that really stuck out to me that really made sense to me was sin may define what we do, but it does not define who we are. So mm-hmm. once we put off the coat of sinner, we put on the coat of saint, but that doesn't mean that sometimes we don't get a little dirt on that coat. Sure. But, but we should constantly be trying to keep that clean and we should constantly be trying to present ourselves as holy and righteous before God and as a changed person before the world. So they see that there's something different. So some of the verses sang a song that, that, that said, I put off the old coat and I put on the new. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of think of that when I, when I hear that. So, yeah. So we kind of went through and we read some, some different scripture back in the, I guess, the center segment. Uh, we read p- portions of that, though. We didn't really read, you know, put in its full context. So we're going to kind of do that right now with First uh, Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 12 to start. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of who I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life, to the king of the ages immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. That doesn't fit on a meme. No. That's that's the reason why more people that's don't it. know that. Yeah. More than 140 <laughs> characters. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that verse 15 where he says, I'm the chief of sinners is the one we like to pull out and say, see, Paul's a sinner. He identified himself as a sinner. But I think when you read that in context, he's going back again and he's saying, look at you know, this is who I was. Yeah. And this is who I am now. And yeah. Joy, is that the way you kind of read that? I mean, well, yeah, exactly. Like it's that it's, it's not just this thing that stands out on its own. And then the end it's, it's sandwiched in between these two nice hefty, hefty buns, if you will, <laughs> that are just like of passages and, you know, and the thing and think about what comes immediately after the verse that we mentioned earlier but and that's a big but yes that's that's exactly what i wanted to highlight like underline 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 that yeah but but i received all of that to say this i received mercy for this reason yes so once again this it's a verse that on its own just emphasizes our sinful nature totally depraved, broken, busted, Mm -hmm. you know, irredeemable, just basically a savage (laughs) in in a lot of respects. Well, and like we've said before, like a lot of things that we talk about is like, okay, God allowed this or God mm -hmm. made me this, or God has put me in this position to what end. And Paul says, but I received mercy for this reason. 
Mm -hmm. that in me, Christ may display his perfect patience. So he's saying, no matter how broken I was, like, look what God's going to show through me. This is why he saved me. And there's another but in there earlier that kind of does it too, because he says, but I received. He, judged, he said, though f- formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent, but yes. I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief and the grace of our Lord, you know, he acted ignorantly in unbelief yeah. and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and the love that are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So, so to look at that giant sandwich, butts in there. Yeah. To look at that sandwich and say, Oh, this is a big sin sandwich. Like, I don't think so. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. The bread on both sides of that is is awesome. And <laughs> in the middle, he's saying, This is all I brought to the table, the sin to make this possible. Mm-hmm. What God brought to the table was the salvation that saved me. Yeah. And you know, it's like, whoa. But we yeah. like to focus on the one that says, Oh, see, Paul wasn't perfect either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to do the same thing with Romans chapter seven, starting with verse uh, 13 and ending with, it looks like verse 25. So once again, you're going to, you're going to hear something you've already heard, but you're going to hear it in context with what else was said before it. Yeah. So So the verse out of context was 24, wretched man that I am who would deliver me from this body of death. Once again, this is Paul. And so it starts in 13, 713 of Romans did that which is good then bring death to me? By no means. It was sin producing death in me through what is good in order that sin might be shown to be sin and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of flesh sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law. That is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, but nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Man, I love that verse. Yeah. Gosh, like Paul is so awesome. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. That's a bumper sticker right there. No kidding. For I do not do the good that I want, but the evil that I do not want is what I keep on doing. (laughs) There's another bumper sticker. (laughs) Gosh, man, like Paul, this is so awesome. Now, if I do what I do not want to do or do, do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin who dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lives close at hand. Whew, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I want to do something good, Satan's there going, yeah, do this instead. For mm-hmm. I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells within me. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. Whew. Yeah. So that, so that verse that we talked about earlier, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body, this body of death by itself, you're kind of like, at least I'm kind of like, Wow, that's really harsh. You're being really harsh on yourself, dude. Yeah. And then, you're Paul, like, you're writing the Bible. Yeah. And he's, but then he says all of this stuff leading up to it. So, yeah. talking about how evil lies close at hand, for I delight in the law of God, but in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. So, he's outlining his struggle. That yeah. It's and it's a constant struggle. So anybody who says you shouldn't talk about your struggle or talk about your sin, apparently never has read Paul, (laughs) because it's like all he talks about. I think this is where we're going to end up landing on this with what we need to call ourselves and what we need to, you know, what course we need to take as far as, you know, sinner, saint, somewhere in between, is that we need to be able to talk about our our shortcomings. And the times that we do Mm -hmm. do things that we shouldn't have done to what end. Yes. To what end that I was going to summarize this Romans scripture. And I kind of read a commentary that sort of said this. It was like, Paul is saying right now, 
dwells within me this war of mm-hmm. the old Paul who still wants to do the things he always did and fights with it every day. Yeah. And this new Paul that has put on the robe of saint. And mm-hmm. even under this robe of saint is this war going on. And mm-hmm. Paul is constantly fighting that old man down yeah. and saying, no, that's not who I am anymore. It's not, yeah. no, I'm, I was a sinner. I'm not anymore. You don't have control over me. I'm a saint. God says I am. That's enough. Yeah. So it's if like we old were going, Paul versus new Paul. Yeah. So now that we've kind of looked at those two, two mm-hmm. verses in context and, you know, put them in their proper place as far as not just these isolated things that you can put on a bumper sticker or just focus and take out context or anything like yeah. that, but what they really are, what should, what should we call ourselves or what it's not, I don't think it's necessarily what we should call ourselves, but at this moment and Adam Blake's life in 2021, like what title or position would we give ourselves as far as mm. our walk is like, mm. Oh, is it sinner? Is it saint? Is it somewhere in between? Like, what are you? Um, apparently, I feel like a lot like Paul. Um, I'm a saint in progress <laughs> of sorts. Um, yeah. You know, wearing that new coat, but, you know, at times I can throw a little dirt on it and then I feel bad about it. You know, like, I think when you, the difference between a sinner and a saint is that a sinner can sin with no remorse Mm -hmm. but a saint sins and they feel bad about it yeah Uh, that you know a sinner can live in sin Mm -hmm. and it sort of feels comfortable Mm -hmm. but a saint stepping into sin doesn't feel like home not anymore like you can go into those Mm -hmm. same places i've heard you talk about this you go back to those same places you used to run to when you were in college Mm -hmm. that you used to just be all about and you sort of felt out of place now. Um, yeah. You felt a little well, different. Part of that is just because I was old, but another part well, of that was just yeah. because like, this is not, this is not a lane not I drive anymore. anymore. Exactly. I and I think that's I, proof of like, you've changed lanes, whether yeah. you realize it or not. And even though you might be able to step in that for a season, you don't want to live there. Yeah. That's the difference. It doesn't feel like home anymore. Yeah. If I was going to give myself a title it's kind of funny. I feel like I've been, I've been doing like a really long internship in sainthood. <laughs> like I don't have, I don't, I don't have the full job title. Like I'm, <laughs> yeah. And as far as being a saint, like I'm, I'm seeing how it's done. I'm learning how to be it, but I don't feel like they can give me the job yet. Like I still have, I still need to work. I need, I still yeah, need to work like under. That. Yeah. I still need I like to work that. under it a little bit. Understudy so, saint. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like if I feel like, like I said, I feel like, I feel like a lot of ways, you know, saint in training, saint in progress. Like I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm learning the ropes. I'm learning how to, you know, I'm learning how to distance myself from just constantly focusing on the thing that's always going to be there, which is the center aspect of my life, Mm -hmm. but working my way up to this saint status that is not yet achieved, at least to me, because I mentioned this on the James, the last James, uh, what in the word podcast that we did as far as what a righteous person is. And I said, you know, if they said, describe yourself in 10 words, like righteous, wouldn't be one of them. If you gave me 20, it wouldn't be, if you gave me 50, it wouldn't be. But if we really are walking around like, it's probably not what people would describe you as either. No. Like if people would say, what, how would you describe Blake? Man, righteous, holy, saint. He's a saint. Yeah. The first thing they would probably just say is tall. But the, <laughs> but just the idea that how you should attempt to view yourself and having, a, having an aspiration, you know, like you have to find this balance between who you are and what you want to be. Yeah, And I think that that balance is what helps people gravitate toward you and try to figure out like, what's up with you, you know, what's up with you in a good way. Yeah. So a lot of times, if you're, if you're too much in the sin lane, as far as like your identity as a sinner, then you're going to be relatable, but there's going to be a, a lot of people that are going to be just like 
you, they're not going to want to go by. any farther than that. Yeah. They're, you know, you're going to be somebody that they can relate to, but you're not going to be aspirational. Yes. Like you're not going to be the person they come like, to you for prayer. Yeah. Like, hey man, my mom's got cancer. I need you to, you know, remember her in prayer. Let me like, hey man, there's Blake. Oh yeah, he goes to church too. Pretty cool guy. How do we accept the fact that grace is a gift? Grace is given to us. There's nothing that we're ever going to do to earn it, but at the same time, we still should be striving toward it. Like that's where people yeah. can almost go. Well, if I can't ever get there, why bother, right? But yeah, because Jesus paid the bill, doesn't mean <laughs> you shouldn't bring something to the table. I mean, yeah. yeah, Jesus paid it all, but don't be a bum. <laughs> yeah, like, well, think about like, I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you before, but have you ever gone up to a cash register to pay for something and you didn't have enough money? Like what yes. that feels like? Yes. And it's like you and after that feeling, I don't have that feeling and think I want to have that feeling a hundred more times. Like you want to, you want to go up, next time. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to make sure that I have enough money next time. Now, the problem is, is that by our very nature, we're never because of the fact that we are sinners every time that we get up to this cash register and they tell us the bill we're never going to have enough money yeah we're never it's never going to be enough well but jesus is always off to the side who's basically like i got the difference like yeah what do you have i'll pay the difference and as a, but instead of like you said don't be a bum to where it's like okay well Thanks, Jesus. If you're going to pay the bill, then I'll just bring nothing next time. It's like when you go the when you go up to the register and you can't pay the bill and you see that Jesus paid the difference, you you should look at that and think like, okay, how can I bring more next time so that Jesus, so that the grace, cover me less. The, the grace, yeah, the grace doesn't have to make up so much of the difference next time. I like so, that. Not to say that it's made up of our works plus grace, like that's what makes our salvation. But it, James says, you know, you got to have you, a Christian life should have both. So yes. that's the expectation. We should be bringing something to the table. You know, we, we've got these kids and we know how we view them. So how do you think God views us? Well, I mean, the thing is, is that if you really think about it, since Jesus came and died for us, we're called children of God. I mean, there's, there's a song that we play at our church that even says who the sun set free is free. Indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. So yeah. if you go by that logic, we're children of God. So, and God's kids are saints. If you think yeah. about how we look at our kids, we look at our kids as saints. Well, he so, looked at, I know he doesn't look at Jesus and say, he doesn't look at Jesus and say, uh, yeah, you're a sinner saved by grace, Jesus. Like we are joint heirs with Christ. Jesus, you know, some people even say, you know, he's our big brother. You know, he's, uh, he set the example for us. You know, we're, we're following after his example. And while we're not Jesus, he's the closest thing to God that looks like us. He's the, he's that, uh, mediator between us and God. And he came and he lived this sinless yeah. life. And I know that there was not a single time in his life that he prayed to his father and said, Hey dad, it's me. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Thank you for, you know, letting mm. me do this. And he never, and God never looked at him and said, well, it's a good thing. You know, you good thing you got me. So if that's who we aspire yeah. to, and that's who God's son is, if I believe I'm God's son, mm -hmm. you're God's son. Why are we going around calling ourselves sinners? Jesus didn't do that. Not saying that I'm the or same. Or just sinners. Yeah, or just sinners. Like, yes, we may sin. We may have things in our life that we're not proud of and that we need to get out. But our title should be saint. Even though we may not call ourselves yeah. that all the time, we shouldn't go around. If, if we won't just call ourselves saint because maybe we think it sounds weird, we should think the term sinner sounds just as weird, if not more. Because that's not who I am at all. Yeah. Yeah, or it shouldn't and be. it's you like know, it we, you don't I have was to, a sinner. It's maybe the same way that we shouldn't necessarily go around calling ourselves sinners or calling ourselves saints. It's all about a mindset and yeah. a heart set. How do you view yourself? Where it's like, yeah, it's like if you you don't have to go around telling people you're a saint and telling people you're holy, but just carry yourself that way. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, if what if you viewed yourself as a saint? How do you think it would 
challenge you to act? So the idea that, that I mentioned earlier about how you view, how different you feel when you put on clothes that you don't normally wear, especially if they're like nicer clothes. Like, you know, I think about how I carry myself if I ever had to put on a tuxedo or a suit to go to a wedding or some type of a, a yeah. formal dinner or something like, but if Stand when you, if when you accept Jesus into your heart and you're saved, you put on the, the, the robes of righteousness. Yeah. Like, Imagine how you're, imagine like how you're going to carry yourself if you're walking around wearing that. That's like, that's a good point. If like we, if you're walking around wearing those robes, yeah, like you're going to have not some gonna be sla- You're not going to be slouching in those. No, no, you're gonna you gotta you're gonna walk. And you're not tall, gonna walk gotta, through. You ain't gonna walk through the mud and try to get them all <laughs> dirty. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. So yeah, would you say if we viewed ourselves as saints, it'd be a whole lot harder to accept this habitual sin that we've kind of accepted into our lives because we aren't sinners anymore. So that stuff kind of needs to go, right? Yeah, it kind of, it doesn't just kind of need to go. It definitely it needs, needs to go. To go. It's, it's not, and it, the thing is, yeah, like I said, it's like the habitual just, oh, well, just can't change, you know. Just I who perfect. I am. Yeah, it's just who I am. That probably needs to go. Because yeah, so, when you when you just when you decide to follow Jesus, you become something different. Not to say that you're not capable of like going back to those places and going back to those habits and going back to those things that you do, but it should feel a lot different when you do, and you should feel a lot more obligated to steer away from that than to go uh, go jumping into that again. Yeah. Uh, to kind of tie this up, I had referred. There's an article that I read called. Uh, I think it's something like, uh, should we call ourselves saint or sinner? And uh, it's uh, there's a quote by Michael Kruger of the Reformed Theological Seminary that says, if we instead view ourselves as saints, then we will begin to see our sin in a whole new light. If we are, if we really are holy ones, then whatever sins we commit are a deeper, more profound, and more serious departure from God's calling than we ever realized. Our sin is in a sense even more heinous because it is being done by those who now have a new nature and a new identity. When you think about that and you ask yourself, like if we shy away from saint and identify as a sinner saved by grace here, if at the end of our lives, there are two lines with those labels, there's like a sinner line and there's a saint line, which line would you want to be in? If we're summing this up, what should be our role? What should be our our new identity? And how do you think God views us? The way that I'm reading all of this is that God just looks at us as saints because when we when we accept Jesus into our hearts, like we're his, we're his kids. Yeah. For eternity. And we have kids. Yeah. Think about how we look at our kids. Being, being a parent has really changed how I look at God and how I understand the grace of God. Because there's nothing that they could do to make me not love them. Yeah. Um, you know, I call my my boys, I got two boys, and I call my boys young men. Not because, you know, they have little beards and, you know, they walk <laughs> around, you know, doing little, having a little job. Like, they're boys. They're kids. Yeah. Right? They're seven mm-hmm. and nine. But I call them young men because while they're not men yet, they're training to become men. And if I identify them as little boys their entire life, they will never know that the destination is manhood. And so they'll have trouble making that transition on their own if I'm always calling them just my little boys. Mm-hmm. So I need to put that in their mind now, that plant that in there, that while you're not men yet, you're going to become men. So you're mm-hmm. men in training. And so I yeah. think God does the same thing with us. And he says, you're not a saint yet, but you're going to be. Because God sees not only what we are now, he calls us what he's going to make us when he's done with us. Yeah. Wow. It's like he sees all the way to the end of eternity. And he says, you may not think you are yet, but just wait till I get through with you. You're going to be a saint and it's going to be awesome. In closing, I would like you to think about how you identify yourself when it comes to your relationship with God, not only how you see yourself, but look into his word and see how he sees you. I think we fall in love too much with the thing we used to be. And we're honestly kind of ashamed that we're not better than we are. 
And so it's easy to put on the robe of sinner and feel safe there. But God has called us saint. God sent his son to die so that we might be called children of God. And with that, he made us saints through that adoption that he chose us. So if that's what he calls us, then that's what we need to call ourselves. We still are going to make mistakes, and we're still going to sin, and we're still going to fall short. But that's not an excuse to keep doing it, and that's not my identity, and that shouldn't be yours. So let's close out in prayer. Father God, we thank you so much for another opportunity to talk, um, to explore your word, uh, to share experiences that you've uh, given each one of us. God, we thank you for the word that you have given us. We thank you for the men that left us this scripture. Uh, we thank you for the words of Paul, uh, how accurate they are to how we feel sometimes. Uh, God, I thank you for his heart uh, when he expressed it in, in his letters and in his writing. And so, God, I pray that we would be the same way, that we can be real, that we can show our flaws, but, God, that we can show that all those flaws point to who we used to be not who we're going to be, and not who you're making us. So, God, I pray that you would help us to not fall in love with the term sinner, that we would be ashamed of that term sinner, and that we would really start to see ourselves as saint and start to try to mold our lives in that new identity. So, God, I thank you so much for that. God, I pray if there's someone there that that's listening that is not saved, that they would reach out, um, that they would pray right where they are, but they would reach out to us maybe and um, and let us know to pray, um, or let us know that they've received you. God, that's the, the greatest gift that you can give us as your son and to adopt us as, as your children. And that's open to everyone. God, we thank you for sending your son. We thank you for loving us right where we are. And God, we thank you for calling us higher. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Real Legend Podcast. We hope that something that was said today inspires you to come to know God in a real way. We would love to hear how God is using this podcast to help you on your journey. So email us at realreligionpod at gmail.com. That's R-E-A-L-I-G-I-O-N pod at gmail.com. Or reach out to us on social media. Thank you for your support.